0: That Charles, that's a rock on sign today. We're talking about how to rock out on your marketing to franchise brokers. Coming up now, you ever wondered where the statement like not to beat a dead horse came from because that means someone <laughs> someone was actually beating a dead horse and you're like you know should you really be de- the horse is already dead
1: which horse we've beaten a couple of horses here
0: i think that's kind of what i'm getting at like we've talked about things at nauseam to try to give our audience Uh, the tools to be able to figure out this crazy game of poker called franchising. And we're going to talk a a little bit more about it. And we're going to dive into franchise marketing, but really, really more of an internal resource or a different candidate. And that candidate is the broker. So Charles, just opening statements, just like we normally do, like for brand X, thinking about, or is already in the broker community and is probably whining about, I don't get enough deals. Well, what should they be doing on the marketing front, in your opinion, to help impact the relationship with the franchise broker?
1: And this is our marketing to franchise brokers. Um, It's the same answer to everything else, which is go deeper, right? So we've had the, um, it's not just about attending the broker conference. Uh, It's not just networking with a broker when you see them or in some little get-togethers. It's about a continuous stream of broadcasting to this customer, right? You have your end-user customers, you have your franchise buyers, and you have your franchise brokers who are customers. And just like you build out marketing funnels for your traditional customers and you build out websites and you build out media, You have to market toward brokers and it needs to be on and it needs to be genuine.
0: Why do you think majority of franchisors get really passionate about marketing for leads, but don't look at all of their audiences. It's almost like uh, most franchisors and maybe, maybe it's a level of sophistication or maybe it's not knowing. um, But most franchisors take a blanketed approach versus dialing in. And if you think about your audiences, you have, first time to franchising, that's gonna be a bucket of franchisees. You have existing franchise owners of other brands that are looking to diversify their portfolio, that'd be the multi-unit, multi-brand franchisee. You have your existing franchisee base, franchisees that you can continue to to expand or scale within your brand. And then you have have, uh, the franchise broker and each of those buckets should have almost budget put against it. So the newbie first into franchising their journey is a little bit more complex. They got to get comfortable with franchising makes sense for me. They got to get comfortable with investing their life savings and taking a risk and buying into a brand. They got to land on your brand. They got to get comfortable with what you're offering them from a support and structure standpoint. It's a very complex candidate. So that's that's pool one. And the reality is, now we go to pool four, the franchise brokers, well, they're they're doing some of that work for you. They've leapfrogged over you as a franchisor and saying, hey, Charles, let us talk to you about what franchising is. Hey, Charles, here's what your net worth looks like. Here's the type of categories that you should be looking at. Hey, Charles, here's what you're passionate about. So the brokers leapfrogged into pool one, so they're almost supplementing it, but the majority of spend then doesn't get spent on the education side. It actually goes into bucket two, which majority of franchisors want the multi-unit, multi-brand franchisee to come in, which makes complete sense Because you have someone that already has decided franchising makes sense they're already investing their money into franchising they already understand scale because they continue to invest in a brand or brands so it makes sense that everybody wants them but they are actually the toughest candidate to get because they know scale and they know consistency that's what franchising is so they continuously invest into the same brand over and over again so convincing them to change is really tough now we get into bucket 3 where the brokers aren't going to have tremendous influence over this is where you completely influence is are you driving profitability for your franchisees and are you making them happy and are you asking them the question do you want to grow with our brand or what would it take to help you grow with our brand you focus in there you get that going like you could get really good momentum in existing franchisees so bucket 1 and 2 and bucket 4 don't make as much sense now man, that that was a really I felt like I was, I was like speed dating there. Get into bucket four. The broker, because they're offsetting some of bucket one, the broker needs to be given the tools to get it because the broker is, is purely qualified, is strongly qualified on talking to candidates about what franchising is and why franchising makes sense for you. What they are not qualified at is talking about why your brand makes sense to candidate X. So they need to be given the tools. So what are those tools If you start diving into it, it's resource center. What are you giving them so that they're equipped to go tell your story that after I've checked off, yes, this person wants to buy a franchise. Now here's how I actually position your brand. They need to have a clear YUI why why now. The amount of brands that you land on their on their website and it says franchising, like go give the broker the YUI why why now so they know what to say when they're talking to those candidates and now create a consistency of press and news and information that gets the, keeps the broker just as excited as all those other buckets. I feel like there, there's a there's like a, a scene in Anchorman where Steve Carell like gets into this thing and he just can't get out of it. Like I just felt like that happened in franchising. So
1: I'm done, I'm done. No, Nick, so let's hone this in. There's a bunch of good points. You started off by asking why do people focus on the leads more than the deals, right? And I think that's because it seems like low-hanging fruit, typical vendors that a franchisor works with, they feel like they could show success and keep that customer on board by showing leads, right? But we all know it's about quality it's about conversions and i think your point if we have brokers in the fourth bucket they're going to help you leap into that first bucket of first time franchise franchisees and it's a powerful tool so we know what sells franchises unit level economics validation technology team right and then so let's get this into the marketing component you have your franchise sales website, you're a franchisor, you just went to a great conference, you did networking, you're all pumped up, you get back to your office, and then you don't do anything else. You know, you may get territory checks. Okay, so you respond to the territory checks, but you don't do much after that. Well, you get maybe an opportunity to promote your franchise in a publication you do that but that's not enough right because you're not you're not i mean look at your friend look at it as if you were selling a product on the web what are your what's your franchise broker sales funnel look like right so i engage with a franchise broker at a conference we have a great conversation now they're going to check out my website and we've discussed this numerous times what is your why you why now and i would challenge nick too we know the why you why now for a franchisee candidate why my franchise is the most compelling opportunity right now for that perfect fit franchisee but there no, needs to be another version of that why you why now for the broker totally right which is you can trust me i'm going to convert i'm going to educate i'm going to conform a uh, con, uh, I'm gonna demonstrate um, values in my process. I'm gonna create a great experience. And if they sign on board, they're gonna be happy and they're gonna do well and you could validate. So, I mean, I think you need to direct your why you, why now toward the brokers also.
0: Great point. And I think Charles, you open up another good bucket or uh, a backpack to unpack. This this now, uh, like the unicorn backpack of franchising. Yeah. Uh, And that's like, you know, some franchisors emerging ones get advised to go into the broker network without having the foundational elements that it will take to help execute on the deals that come from the brokers. So what you just said, like the brokers need to feel confident that if they give you a candidate that you're going to actually be able to close them because you got to understand, like the brokers work really, really, really hard to cultivate relationships with these folks and earn trust so that when they hand you off and say I'm going to make a connection to Charles Charles runs a, a soccer franchise you love sports when you talk to Charles you're going to get to learn about Charles Charles's kickers that would be an awful name for a brand uh and so Charles has earned respect either both both either both by um building relationships with the brokers and also by proof of concept that when Charles has gotten a lead before he's actually turned it into a deal. So you're you're absolutely right. The why you now to the broker is essential and the why you ends up being look at the team that I've put in place that's going to qualify the lead. Here's the candidate journey when you hand them off. So here, here's a great piece to create for the broker, create a one-sheeter on what happens after they hand you a lead. We hand you a lead, we're going to do we're going to do a call with them, we're going to qualify them. We're gonna invite them for a discovery day. And maybe you look at the investment into a broker lead a little bit differently because I go back to bucket one, they've done the work. Let's say, let's say on, on a buyer journey, it's 10% uh 10 let's let's actually make it higher than that. 50% of the hurdle is picking a franchise, like franchising makes sense for me. And so if half the hurdle ends up being even deciding that franchise makes sense, the broker has done that work for you. So i circling back to the sales process, this one pager that you're creating for the broker that says, here's how we take the lead to the close. You might say, we're actually going to invest in flying the candidate out to see us. We're going to pay their bills out of our franchise marketing budget so that you know that we are super invested in the work that you've done for us to cross off some of the pathways. On taking someone, introducing them to franchising, and helping them decide on their brand. So that one pager to so the broker. Now they can look at it and put it into. You could even put it into a Gantt chart so that it says like. So the broker could actually follow along. Digital format. Uh, here's when the call is. We expect some time within 10 days to qualify them this way. About 20 days after that, this is when we're going to invite them to discovery day. The discovery day is going to happen. Broker X, frankly. If you would like to attend the broker or our discovery day too, we'd be happy to fly you in. So you could actually come with your candidate if you would like, like you start thinking about marketing and relationship building with the broker. Now your point, your point of differentiation is bigger than just the money that you pay them.
1: Yeah. And you're leveraging once you start doing that, right? Because what you're creating in that process, you're going to renew. And now you're you're magnetizing the relationship with the brokers, I mean. So back to my bad franchise, like my t- kicking franchise. So I have a, a, my franchise sales website. Maybe I have a separate section for brokers. With downloading these one sheets, right? Here's our process, right? Our our, our discovery process, and maybe some one sheets highlighting what our technology advantages are, system advantages, culture advantages, um, and what we bring to the table. I, I mean, I would challenge how many franchisors could right now say why we're a better option than any other franchise when they're speaking with a broker. And if you can't, I understand that, but you really need to be demonstrating that on your website. Oh. So think of it in your example, you know, you you invite the franchise broker discovery day, you provide them with a guide or one sheet on the the buyer journey and what's going to happen. So you're building confidence right there, right now. Imagine you supplement your website with just a resource center for brokers, right? Or and and franchise buyers could access it too. Um, and then even video after that, you know, going through the process and you know. So, so I think there's just so much more that could be done for marketing to the franchise brokers. And then Nick, you mentioned in your Facebook post, there's more after that. I mean, aside from the obnoxious drip campaigns where you're just randomly emailing brokers, but I mean, if you're devel- you're delivering quality content to them when you're closing deals, celebrating franchisee anniversaries, I mean, those are good opportunities. Totally.
0: When you start thinking about budgeting for, for marketing to the brokers, w- watch this. We're just gonna take, calculator. We're gonna take 50 deals done through the broker community in 2022. And let's just pretend all 50 got open and each of them for year one sales did a half a million dollars average unit volume. So that's system-wide sales of $25 million in a year if, if those t- 50 units opened. And I know I'm using big math, but now we're going to multiply that by 0.05, which would be your royalty. So in cash to your business, it's $1.25 million. And let's say you're going to take that that year one cash and you're actually going to go higher, let's just say, divided by $80,000 average salary. You're going to hire, so the $80,000 could get you 15 additional hires to go support those 50, but you don't need that. You only need you need like seven, so you're going to make seven hires off of making all that money in year one. And what happens is then in year two, one you you just showed the relationship with the broker. Year two, you're you're building your bench. And the reality is on a let's just say a a 1.25 million dollar royalty. What I'm hearing, um, and that's that's royalty. So let's let's just create it as as an EBITDA. So we'll take we'll multiply that by Four. So half a million dollar EBITDA on just those 50 units at 500,000, I'm hearing multiples paid out somewhere between six and 20 uh, X. So let's just take the six X. So now the deal value is $3 million on top of the 1.25. And we're gonna take the 1.25 and multiply that by 10. So so now on a 50 unit 50 units from the brokers over the course of 10 years in royalty um, and an exit and, and EBITDA actually increases significantly. I mean, you're you're talking about north of $10 million in value back to your business. And I think this is where I keep going back to deal value. But when you understand what deal value is, like I understand the value of a client to our organization. Therefore, when I'm measuring what can we do from an investment standpoint in humans back to them and process back to them and delivery back to them, I can engineer a business model that creates something that is scalable. So I'm looking at my business the same way that a franchisor should be. But you start with deal value. Now, when you go all the way back to marketing to the brokers, you're going to get comfortable spending money and time and energy. And you might actually hire a franchise marketing person whose sole job in your organization is communication with the brokers. That's my opinion.
1: Okay. So now I went to a conference. We know the deal value, had some great conversations. You just gave us one of them, but I'm, you know, about having someone communicate with brokers and I'm just going to pick a random number, which is five. I get back from the conference. What's my five point game plan to market toward franchise brokers?
0: One list management have your list, know who the brokers are on that list management, one, a go connect with them on LinkedIn so that you build up your network. So when you distribute content, you might actually reach them and two, upload their emails into whatever your CRM is. That's, that's one B that's one, that's your, that's your network Two, set up your communication cycle. Every time you have a new opening, a signing, uh, maybe a, a monthly updates, maybe you put it all in there. You have your content, uh, that is that is valuable. Updating through news and press and information on your brand, so they are equipped. Three, set up your research center as an extension of your website. Actually, call out franchise broker uh, on on your navigation, so the brokers can easily find it. You can take that landing page and market it back to your email list that you've already established. Now you get that set up. You go and pick your four quarterly events and what you're going to do over the over 2022 to. So, Cultivate those relationships, whether that's at their events or you're going to host them at your place so that you can show them that you're invested in the relationship and educating them on your brand. And then lastly, just to fill up that, that resource center, you might, you might start building out content on uh, why you why now, uh, how a broker can, can win. And you start building out your content infrastructure that every time you get a deal from a broker, you actually go to highlight why that broker co- helped you close that deal you send that out to your lead database, and now you have you have some tools to actually go market with.
1: You know, those are great. And I love the last one too, which is if, especially from a mindset standpoint of if you could answer why brokers win with our brand, right? Just starting from that and just knowing the answer is not the commission because everyone's assuming that commission, but why they win. And, and, and I think if you start answering those questions, you're going to go into these points and then you're going to need to build out those resources.
0: And then you win at Franchise Broker Market. Yep. X. See ya.